Linda. I'm a grateful recovering compulsive overeater and bulimic. I have two and a half years of abstinence, and um, I'm happily maintaining a 30-pound weight loss. And basically, it's the longest time I've ever maintained a weight loss. Um, I've spent most of my life gaining and losing weight. It, um, I'm really good at, I used to joke that I was really good at you know, those of you who remember the old-fashioned tape recorders, um, I was always either in fast-forward <laughs> in my eating or in reverse. I didn't have a normal speed. Um, I, like most of us, came from a dysfunctional family. There was alcoholism. There was severe depression. Um, there was a lot of hiding that from the world. Um, a lot of isolation. You know, we had plastic on the windows, uh, just kind of, you got inside, you stayed inside. Um, there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't physical abuse, except maybe my brother, he, he got railed on sometimes. Uh, but for me, it was more verbal abuse, and there was a lot of fat shaming in our family. My sister and brother were skinny, skinny as rails, and I was, I didn't, I wasn't born that way. Um, so I can remember my father saying things like, I never would have married a fat woman. And if there were fat people on TV or he'd see fat people, he'd make comments about that. So I, but even with all of that, I really didn't start um, having a problem with my weight until I was in high school. And I think that was partly because I was an active little kid. Um, and, and also the depression and the alcoholism really didn't become as big a problem until we were in, um, and, until I was in high school. And at that point, um, I started gaining weight. And the first time I was bulimic was when my brother came home from a basketball practice. And he said the guys were talking about all the girls in the school and rating them. And that my name had come up and they said, you know, she has a pretty face, but boy, she can lose some weight. And that was my first episode of becoming bulimic. I didn't even know how I figured it out. I mean, and at, at my age, I'm 69 years old. At my age, um, when I became bulimic, there wasn't a name for it, I don't believe. Or at least there wasn't a common name for it. Uh, I. I didn't know, I thought I was the only one in the world that was throwing up. Um, but I was, I was shocked when I was in graduate school training to become a counselor that I learned uh, one day, one of the uh, doctoral students had come in and he was talking about the fact that he'd just come from the mental health center and he was shocked to hear about this crazy new disease and that it was just so horrifying to him that people actually ate huge quantities of food and threw up. And I don't know how I didn't gasp. I'm sure my face must have gone beet red. My heart was pounding 100 miles an hour. Uh, it was very frightening and I had hidden it. I thought I was hiding it, but I sure as hell didn't want anybody to know about it. It was my greatest shame. And it's still, to this day, I have lots of shame 
around it, but I'm getting over it. Uh, so I don't blame my family. I mean, when I came into OA and for a lot of my life, I think I blamed my crazy family for a lot of my problems. But I also felt like I was a horrible person. So it was a combination of the two. I thought they started it, but that I, you know, it was now my life and I was just doing a horrible job. When I came into the program, I learned that number one, I had a mental illness. It had physical symptoms but there was a spiritual solution. Honestly, when I entered the rooms at the age of 66, I was desperate. OA was my last chance. I didn't think I could be cured. And, and it isn't a cure, but I didn't think there was any hope for me. I was so entrenched in my compulsive overeating and going to a store, picking up all sorts of junk food, parking in the parking lot somewhere where I hope people wouldn't recognize my car and binging on all of this food. So I really didn't think, and then throwing up on the way home. Um, I honestly didn't think there was any way to deal with it. I was married 10 years before I told my husband that I was bulimic. And it was funny because I said, oh my God, there's something I have to tell you and all of this. And he said, tell me, what is it? And when I finally told him, he said, thank God, I thought you were leaving me. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of comical now, but I was so terrified of telling anybody. But when I came into OA, I really think what I learned is the serenity prayer pretty much said it all. There was God. I had to rely on God. Um, grant me the serenity, which was the goal, uh, to accept what I can't change, which for me was the past. My, my present and all the guilt I was carrying and shame that I was carrying around, change what I can, which was me, and then to know the difference. I didn't know the difference, but the OA steps and working with a sponsor taught me the difference. I, I just couldn't figure out how to deal with emotions. There were no good role models in my family. Um, one got drunk and one hid in her bedroom and covered herself with the sheets and I always worried she was going to commit suicide. So I didn't know how to deal with it so I became a people pleaser and I swallowed my emotions and the way I dealt with them was to throw up because they get so intense that throwing up wasn't really just a tool to get over, uh, get up the food that I'd eaten because it was never that successful. I still gained a hundred pounds. Um, it was really a way to get some emotion out and to deal with the intense emotions I was dealing with. So what I, I found this sponsor, I am so, I will always love this woman. And I get tearful when I think about it because she helped me to look at myself and my role in what I was doing in my life. And nobody had ever done that in a way that was kind and loving and very right on. I mean, she really helped me to see how blaming others in my life, how feeling guilt and horror and self-hatred was so self, you know, it was all about me. And instead of looking at what can I do to change? What can I 
do to learn a new way of dealing with my emotions and dealing with my troubled relationships. Um, and I've lost a hundred pounds twice. I mean that I was really good at dieting. I probably lost a thousand pounds in my lifetime from dieting and going back and gaining it all. And then some, and you know, finally the last few times I was, I gained a hundred pounds. So, but I didn't know any other way. I didn't know any other way. And when I came into OA, I was told that I had a mental illness with physical symptoms and a spiritual cure or a spiritual recovery. And that, I didn't know what that meant, but it, number one, because it was a mental illness, I didn't have to feel as responsible for it as I did. Um, number two, yes, the physical was certainly an issue. And I, that's all I'd ever dealt with in my life was gaining and losing weight. That was, you know, that was the physical, but I really, even though I'd gone to therapy, I'd never really ever looked at my role in what I was doing to cause such angst and trouble in my life. Um, I think that steps four and five, I'd always believed in a God. I was very religious as a kid and thank God for that because that helped me get through a lot um, in my childhood. But it was, it really was a God up there somewhere. It was almost a juvenile version of God. And my, my image of God now is so much bigger than that. And it's not only bigger than the spiritual, it's, I don't even think it's a being. It's like a, it's more than that. It's just all of the wonderful, positive, loving part of the world that encourages me to be the best I can be and wants the best for me. So my God changed that way. But then in working in OA and learning to trust people, which was really hard for me, I was an extrovert, so nobody knew how hard it was for me. So, um, so I really was surprised that there was a way that I could look at my role in the problems and actually get rid of the urge to overeat. I did, the first thing my sponsor did though was encourage me to get a plan of eating. And I did it right away. I had to send it, to, and I had to identify my trigger foods and stop eating them. And that was hard and it was, and you know, it was white knuckling for a while, but, um, I had been in OA for several months before I met her and started with her and I, I would leave the meeting and go bench. I mean, I really, I was so intensely committed to my, my binging. Um, but she, she told me she, I needed to do that and I did it and I would send it to her and I would meet with her once a week. And she very lovingly helped me through those initial phases. And we right away started working the steps. So God was, you know, was one of the first things that I had to uh, commit to. And, um, but in addition to that, I got to step four and five pretty quickly. And when I got there, I was so ashamed of some of the things I'd done in my past, in my far past, like, 40 years ago and still was carrying those around as if, you know, I'm just beating myself up all the time about them. Um, and she helped me to go through 
the experience of step five and for the first time in my life I was able to stop blaming me I was able to release all of that guilt and self-pity um, now it doesn't mean that I'm cured because I know there's more there's more to be revealed <laughs> but um, it really helped and then when I got to eight and nine and had to look at my relationships and look at what my role was and to make amends to some of the people in my life. And it was mostly family. Um, I couldn't make amends to my parents because they weren't all wrong. I mean, they, God bless them, they had their own issues and I had to finally recognize that and wish I had been more understanding of them. But it was, it was family that I needed to talk to. And I'm here to tell you my relationships with my family are so much better at this point. Um, you know, my one son was an, was an alcoholic. He still drinks too much. Um, and then my other son, as he got older uh, and was married and had a child, became an alcoholic or, or alcoholically started drinking. Um, He's now, that one is two years. He just celebrated two years. So, I'm, and I'd like to think that I was partially a role model for that. Uh, but he, um, but the younger one started in, in adolescence and I was going through lots. So, but he and I have just such a better relationship now. He's a wonderful father. He's a wonderful husband. I'm so proud of him. Um, and, you know, my relationships just have improved dramatically. So that was step eight and nine. And today, every day, I have a region one journal. I read something, um, I write about it, I put down my food, I write my gratitudes, I write something I like about myself, still the hardest one, uh, and something to keep in mind today. And I send all of that to my sponsor. And I also do a 10th step every evening. And that 10th step is what's keeping me from becoming more, going back to my, uh, my habits that were so detrimental to me in the past. I found a new way of living, guys. Uh, and I can't tell you how grateful I am to OA and to people like you who support people like me and, and us. I feel such a fellowship with you and you guys are now part of my higher power you know it's just and I, boy it's scared of people as I was before it's such a joy it is an absolute joy oh and let me quickly show you this was me at my highest weight and I I'm now five six and 123 pounds there I was 246 so I'm half, I'm exactly half what I used to weigh. So thank you for letting me be your speaker today. <laughs>